0: Welcome back to the show, Julian to with you. Always a big year in the world of hoops and a massive year next year because it's an Olympic year, boomers, opals, there'll be big expectations. Only one man to look back on year 2023 and look forward to 2024 is the captain of Australia, the co-host of The Run Home, Andrew Gaze. Hello, Gazey.
1: Julio, an absolute delight to, uh, to chat to you and a Merry Christmas to you and uh, all the listeners out there. It's, um, it's a fun time and a festive time and uh, I couldn't be happier.
0: And happy World
1: Basketball Day, because
0: that's what it is well, that's today.
1: Right, it is. I saw a lot of posts on uh, social media celebrating with all the the great things and uh, experiences that can come from from basketball. So yes, it's. I appreciate that, and uh, happy. Basketball day to everyone out there. Tune in and uh, watch some NBL action or NBA action or go out there and shoot some hoops, whatever it may be. But get amongst the basketball activities on basketball day.
0: And do them in your gazes, of course, when you're shooting of hoops.
1: Of course. That's an even better advice. Well done to you. <laughs> <laughs> are. You better hurry, though. Christmas time. Uh, you know it's going to be a hot item. So get into a big W store and uh, get yourself a pair of gazes ASAP. A couple of new models come out for Christmas, hey. too. So uh, make sure you're first to Don the new daisies.
0: I tell you what, before we look back on the year, guys, it was a good day to sit yes. on the couch and watch the NBA yesterday. Steph Curry, oh. an amazing last quarter, and Ja Morant came back like he'd never
1: been away. It was incredible. I watched uh, I watched both games and uh, a long day on the couch, but it was some really fun basketball. Ja Morant, and uh, uh, we'll get into him a little bit later on, I think, but uh, he is he is something special. And what a comeback after missing the first. Uh, 20-odd games, 25 games, whatever it was, uh, to come back like he'd he'd never been away was quite extraordinary.
0: Okay, let's look back on the year, Gazy. Who's going to put their head on the pillow on New Year's Eve and go, that was a bloody magnificent year for me?
1: Well, uh, I I think it's going to be the German uh, national team and German basketball in general. Uh, anytime you win a gold medal at a World Cup, these things aren't easy to come by. And it's their first gold medal uh, at, at a World Cup. So a historical moment for Germany in in, uh, in international basketball. And uh, I think that they had a year to remember. It was, uh, it was a spectacular performance throughout the World Cup where they actually beat the United States team, and um, uh, just a, an incredible achievement. Yes, they had a star-studded lineup, uh, but they still had to put it together on the day, and they had some traumas throughout the, the, the course of the tournament with Dennis Schroeder. I don't know if you remember Dennis Schroeder and the coach going... Yes, right. ...had yep. it, a little bit of argy-bargy. Usually when you see that type of stuff, it can spell a bit of uh, disharmony, and uh, it's hard to get the outcome that you're looking for, but somehow or other, they were able to work their way through that, and... And win a gold medal.
0: Hard to go past the Germans. Can they do it at the Olympics? And, and what sort of team are we expecting the United States to roll out come Olympic time, given uh, they didn't get the job done at the World Cup?
1: Well, I think that any time that they come up short, it usually just props the ego of some of the other uh, more renowned superstars. But I think that it is just a sign of the times. You, you, you look at that team that Team USA had. They had a lot of stars in there and um, and weren't able to get it done. So unless they're coming, not only with their megastars, but coming with an attitude of team basketball and how you've got to ad- adapt to the international game where it's not so much ISO ball, not so much one-on-one, a lot more health defense, uh, then they're going to have some problems. But they'll go into it as the favorites, of course, and uh, if they can uh, lure some of their bigger names to, to, to uh, represent, then they're going to be tough to beat.
0: They are. So that's the positive. We've got to have the negative. Uh, Who will be more than happy for the clock to tick over midnight on December 31?
1: I think Draymond Green. uh, With Some of his antics more recently, he's suspended indefinitely. But even if you go back to the start of last season with the Jordan Poole incident where he knocked or punched one of his teammates, uh, been suspended more times than he cares to remember. And clearly, he's got some uh, anger management issues that need to be addressed, some personal issues that he's got to resolve and uh, he's on indefinite leave. Uh, my understanding part of the, the indefinite leave is that he's got to be attending some type of um, uh, anger management or emotional management, whatever category you want to put it in. There's clearly some problems that he's got to resolve and uh, I think that he'd look back on the past 12 months with a lot of disappointment and, and he's hoping that he can get it together because he's a, he's a magnificent player. He's, he's been able to achieve a lot. And uh, he's fun to watch. He's a fun guy to have. You, you always need those guys that play on the edge. And unfortunately for him, he's gone over that edge over the last 12 months.
0: But if you were Steve Kerr, though, Gazy, I mean, having a player suspended indefinitely, like, you'd want a bit of certainty, wouldn't you? Is it a bit sitting on the fence decision from the NBA not to actually come up with a penalty in terms of games missed?
1: Well, I think what it is, it's just about trying to figure out a program to, to get him some help. And once that's been resolved, and once the NBA um, have uh, are comfortable that the process has been put in place, because it's happened too many times. And and you're right, there is an element of uncertainty, but the uncertainty right now is how long is it going to take for him to get better. Um, And uh, I think there's been some very frank uh, conversations that um, Steve Kerr has had with Draymond Green, and also in the media. Uh, So I think that there is a a collaborative approach between the the, the team, the coaching staff, and the NBA. And by all reports, and you never really know, by all reports, I think Draymond's put his hand up and said, yep, I've I've reached a point where I'm going to need a bit of attention just to sort out some of these problems. And I think that's the first step to recovery, isn't it? Once you acknowledge that you've got some... Some challenges. Uh, you put in place a plan to get better and uh, he's hoping that it happens sooner rather than later.
0: Spot on. You know the voice. It's the captain of Australia Andrew Gaze. So we've looked <laughs> back on the year in 2023. What about 2024 Gaze? Who should we be looking out for? Who's a must watch in 2024 in the world of basketball?
1: Well, again, I'm going to I'm going to stay with the NBA flavor. There's a there's a lot to, to to watch. Also, maybe I'll give you one of both in both the NBL and the NBA. But uh, Jar Morant, uh, we spoke about him just before. What he's able to do on a basketball court is freakish. The guy is one of the lightest players in competition. I think he only uh, uh, weighs in in like eighty something kilos, so he's a, a real lightweight. And I know there is some question because of his frame whether or not he can uh, he he can take the beatings of. Um, of of, of what goes on throughout the course of a regular season. But when he's in full flight, like we saw yesterday, he can do some things on a basketball floor that not many can. He's a supreme athlete. The way in which he can maneuver his way to the rim and finish around the rim amongst the tall timber, he is an unbelievable, freakish, ridiculous athlete. Uh, And if he can just combine a a, a more reliable uh, three-point shot or a perimeter shot... My glory Phil days. Is he uh, something special? So he is one that I love to watch. He's an excitement machine. So uh, again, hoping he's over some of his problems, and uh, we see the very best of him because he is much watching. And I think in the uh, in a NBL perspective, just how good can this Melbourne United t- uh, team be? Yep. Now I know it's only going to come across the first uh, bit of the next year, but when we look ahead. Uh, this is a team that, uh, in recent times, I, I can't think of a better team, and they're doing it with only, well, only one on paper import. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that they've got other internationals on their team that are going to Ariel Hoekporty, who's who's Germany, he, he falls into a different category, but uh, it, it is a stacked team. It's a, a, a team that seems to have all bases covered, and they've only lost three games in one of the, toughest competitions in the world. So uh, really looking forward to see if they can fulfill their promise that they've demonstrated so far at the, uh, as we uh, – a, a few ticks over the halfway point. Who's the next Who's the
0: next best team in the NBL right now?
1: It's, a, it's, it's hard to say. I, I think what we've seen recently, if you just look on paper, you look at the Perth Wildcats. They've won seven out of their last eight after a very shaky start. Um, I think they're going to be right up there. The Sydney Kings have had a – a few, hit a few road bumps, but um, that they are also the two-time defending champions, and their, their win of last week in Tasmania uh, puts them right ag- again in the conversation. And, and the, the one that I like that, that can give um, Melbourne United the biggest challenge is, is the Jack Jumpers. Now I know they lost back-to-back games last week. They lost to the Perth Wildcats in Perth, and then they lost at home to Sydney Kings. So it doesn't speak volumes to my my prediction here. But they play with a uh, there's a different way they go about it, and I think with their their control, the way they control the tempo, they've got a superstar in, in their lineup. So I, I think um, in Milton Doyle, I, I think that they have all the pieces to, to challenge, uh, challenge Melbourne United.
0: They're yeah, flying at Melbourne United. Okay, Gazy, 2024, give us the, what's going to be the big news story in basketball next year?
1: Well, I think it's an easy one for me. The biggest news story in Australian basketball history is uh, the Boomers winning a gold medal at the Olympic Games. Uh, it's a bold statement, but it's one that um, not many people share my optimism based on what we saw at the World Cup. But I think that sometimes you look at it and uh, – you just feel like the time is right. A bronze medal in Tokyo three years ago. Uh, I think with um, you know the, the prospect of Ben Simmons getting healthy, and I know that that's people going to scoff and laugh at that, but uh, he is a special talent. And if he comes engaged and uh, is playing to his best, he brings an element to our team that uh, I think we that will will we'll be able to take us over the the hump. Uh, the big question mark, of course, is with Joe Ingles and Paddy Mills. Yep. They're aging superstars. And uh, Patty not getting to play in the NBA this season—that is, uh, you know, a, a bit of a, an asterisk next to what I'm what I'm suggesting. But for some reason, there, there's something in the in the waters that is suggesting that I reckon we we're, we're almost there, and that's going to be the biggest story. Is
0: there anything in your waters that says Ben Simmons will play for the Boomers at the Olympics?
1: Uh, Yes, there is. Uh, There's a lot in the waters that say that he's going to be playing for uh, the the, the Boomers. And first and foremost, it's come out of his mouth. Now, I know that we've heard this in the past. I know that. But this time, I think that there's just the context to it of where he's at with his career. Uh, It's the Olympic Games. Uncertainty about whether this opportunity uh, is going to be there for him in the future. All those things, um, I think, make it clearly uh, a a bit, a level of uncertainty but again it's just a, as an instinct there's something in me, waters, Julio <laughs> that is that is saying that uh that, that this is going to happen and and when you think that you know in, in the world cup we played against germany uh if not for a a banked three-point mm-hmm. uh, made basket, which was a lucky shot. We win that game. Who knows what could happen? We lost. We end up losing that game. I think it was by three, eighty-five to eighty-two, and um, that's how close we are. So we're right there. Um, if we can just refine some of the uh, the systems and and get a little bit more talent into the rotation, big Jock Landale come back in, then I think uh, th- 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 there's absolutely some basis to my optimism.
0: Let's hope so. Now, what's on the agenda in the Gays household on Christmas Day?
1: Well, we uh, get the, everyone's coming around to uh, my joint Got that the, the don't have a large family but they're all coming around. We share the day and then unfortunately, I've got to ship off at about 3pm uh, because I've got to get to the game. Uh, yeah, the, the Phoenix taking on the Jack Jumpers, uh, followed by the Hawks taking on the Sydney Kings. It was a huge success. The one game they had last year with the Sydney Kings playing against uh, Melbourne United, I think it was. Um, so this yep. year it's going to be a whole lot different with two games. Have they bitten off more they can chew? Are they going a bit early with the two games? They had such success with it last year with the TV ratings and the, I, I think it, it's worth the the, um, the gamble, but um, you know, uh, that's, that's, let's just hopeful that that happens. And, um, we have another uh, a great day around. that Everyone, after they've had their Christmas dinner, turn on ESPN and, and tune into the games.
0: Yeah, be magnificent. Uh, Gazy, have a good Christmas. Happy New Year. Don't miss Andy and myself too much, and we'll see you back in January.
1: <laughs> I can't wait, mate. Happy, Merry Christmas. All the best for the New Year, and um, hopefully we see everyone out there in a pair of Gazy's over the Christmas holiday period just uh, enjoying themselves and shooting up some baskets.